Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN. You listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country. ESPN app, Sirius XM. Channel 80. Of course, the road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app at Unsports ESPN. Trust me, you're going to want to follow because a video is <laughs> going up soon in the Dr. Pepper inbox. You can call us, by the way, at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. The ESPN Nation, Unsportsmanlike Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Yes, we are... Um, <laughs> it's on television now. Great job, Ev. Great job. The uncomfortable, awkward goodbye that I tried to give. Great Emmett job by you. Smith. I tried to shake his hand. He did the fist bump, and I basically caught his hand. I, I don't understand how you made it that awkward. You should have just stood up. That way you could have did the dap with the hug, and it wouldn't have been a situation where you two weren't on the same page. Also, if you watch the slow-mo replay again, the zoom-in, after Evan fumbles the interaction, his his fist remains, he's like, ah, I knew. It remains clenched. It remains clenched. He's like, I know I messed that up so badly. Oh, I didn't notice that. You see the vein popping out here? If you watch the replay, you knew it in that moment. You knew that this was epic. An epic fail. It's bad. I didn't know the clenched fist part of it. I didn't know that until I just saw it. It's okay. It's okay. You embarrassed yourself. You embarrassed the show, but we move on. We move (laughs) on. Thank you. We move on. Uh, Two major upsets in the NFL yesterday. Speaking of embarrassing. uh, I don't know about that. I I may fight you off on that. The Eagles and the Niners both lose yesterday. The Eagles lose to the Jets. The Niners lose, of course, to the Cleveland Browns. Last second field goal missed by the Niners. But there's also a storyline around the quarterbacks that are not there within those upsets, right? Mm -hmm. So let's start with Aaron Rodgers. He was physically there, not playing. Jets fans today, rightfully so, including Greeny on after us, 10 a.m. Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. Very excited about the fact that they're 3-3 three and three without Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers has talked all about coming back this season. So let's flip this. We've talked a lot about the Eagles and the Niners part of it. Let's talk about the Jets and the Browns part of this yesterday. If you're a Jet fan today, do you look at it a little differently thinking, oh, my, man, my quarterback could still come back this season, which would be unheard of, and we're playing well enough for him to take us to the promised land? No. No. Absolutely not. He might be on the field throwing. He might have a presence with the team. Why would you have him be put in that position to rush himself back when Zach, if let's just say all things considered too, Zach Wilson continues to play at the level that we've seen him not only this week, but the past two weeks, he's been trending up. Why would you want to disrupt that in any way? Why would you want to put someone over the age of 40 in the position to potentially hurt themselves further or if they're not 100% ready to come back? I just It feels like a lose-lose situation from every angle. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers being in the building does something for the team in terms of creating optimism and hope, but he ain't coming back to play this year. You can't depend on that. Like You're talking about it being, you know – unprecedented for a guy in his athletic prime to be able to come back from a torn Achilles in, you know, four or five months. 
let alone a guy that's 40 years old. So, yeah, no, it's 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 not realistic to have that kind of hope if you're a Jets fan. Now, what you do hope for is that Aaron Rodgers being around the team because now he can walk around and be in the facility and he's comfortable doing that. You're hoping that that has a positive impact on Zach because what we've seen from Zach Wilson over the last three games is winning football. And if he can continue to play that way, then the Jets should feel good about how they can position themselves uh, for the second half of this season. So they've got their bye week now. I mean, coming out of the bye week, they've got games against the Giants, Chargers, and Raiders. If they play the way that they did yesterday, they can be in all of those games. They can win all of those games. And hell, if the way the Bills, if the Bills played the way they did against the Giants, they could beat them, you know, in week 11. So I, I just, I look at this team and say, if Zach Wilson continues to mature before us, if he continues to make winning football plays and not have the self-inflicted wounds, then maybe we could be talking about this Jets team competing for a wild card spot. Can I play devil's advocate just for a second here? Go for it. Uh, CeCe, you have said many of times, and I think you're right, obviously, on this one, that Aaron Rodgers is a short-term answer for the New York Jets with high upside, right? As short of a term as just this season, if physically he's not able to go next season, that they should not rely on him next season, right? Correct me if I'm wrong on anything Mm -hmm. I've said of your opinion. So... If Rodgers has this all-time great comeback and he heals faster than anybody in history and he wants to come back this year, what do you have to lose by actually just playing him? Throw him out there. That's his, It's his career. I, as horrible as that sounds, it, CC, it's, if you're not banking on him next year, why not get your money's worth this year? Uh, I don't know if that's the right approach with this thing. I mean, just because there's nothing in it for you doesn't mean the organization – shouldn't protect the player from himself. Oh, I agree, and if the but player, I'm clear. If the player can't get himself out of harm's way, well, I can't imagine that he will be, Ev, because it, it, we quite literally would have never seen this before. Right. Coming right. off of an Achilles. You're so talking, then he shouldn't be you're, talking about You're talking about, about less then. than four or five months. Well, listen, he can, he can, again, it's a part of selling the hope that this team can stay in it long enough so he can get back and save the day. Everybody in the locker room, everybody in the building doesn't have to know that it's unrealistic hope or it's not rooting in anything material. You can put that out there. You can continue to project that. And as long as those guys believe that, especially the way those guys on the defense were flying around yesterday, yep. if they believe that, right. then then it's mission accomplished if you're Rob Sala or Joe Douglas. But to sit here and think that the Jets, as long as they stay in it, can anticipate having Aaron Rodgers back you know, at the end of the regular season or in the postseason, that's just – to, to, to me, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't bank on it either. But when I see him out there on the field throwing the football, to me, it's all about him. I mean, how many times did we sit here in the wake of that injury and talk about how grueling that rehab is, not only physically but mentally? He says, blow out the timelines, I'm going to beat him. If that's what he needs to stay motivated and to stay locked into that rehab and maintain a positive mindset, being able to clear these hurdles, quote-unquote, faster than anybody, then let him do it. I don't expect him to come back, but when I see that, to me that's so much more about Aaron Rodgers and him maintaining where he's at in this process than it is him being available for the Jets this season. Now, the other big upset we saw yesterday, Cleveland did a heck of a job handing Brock Purdy his first loss of his NFL career. Cleveland was playing with their third-string quarterback in P.J. Walker. I know he's the backup now, but he's your third starter of the year, so I'm going to deem that to be your third-string quarterback. He does not play that well. Their defense is awesome. CC has spoken about that Browns defense as pretty much in the same light as the Dolphins offense. If you're building the best units in the NFL, Browns defense, Dolphins offense, per Chris Canty over here, 11-year NFL vet. Now, all of that said, 
They did all of this. They beat the best team in the NFL without their starting quarterback, mm -hmm. who they guaranteed more money to than anybody in the history of the sport at the time <laughs> of the trade, and that they have banked on that we sat here last week, rightfully so, and questioned, where are we going with this in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson? He's not living up to the contract on field. He's not now playing because of a shoulder injury, and none of us were doubting his actual injury. It's just you want to get your money's worth. Does it make you look at this team differently? If they're able to beat the Niners with P.J. Walker, Niners hurt, Niners coming off an unbelievable win against the Cowboys, maybe a letdown game. Browns coming off of a bye. Coming off of a bye. Yeah. How do we look at the Browns now, assuming Watson does play again? Well, I said their defense will give them an opportunity to compete for a division title. I said that. So, I mean, if they if they can play defense and run the football like they did yesterday, I want to say they had a buck 60 on the ground yesterday. If they can do that against the 49ers defense, their front seven, they can do that pretty much against any front seven. So, if they can run the football and they can play defense, they're going to have a chance in games. It ultimately comes down to the quarterback being able to make the requisite number of plays that allows you to have some offense, a sustained offense, and then also your quarterback not turning the football over. Now, yesterday, P.J. Walker still turned the ball over. It didn't seem to matter because the Browns' defense was able to get stops and they were able to create takeaways themselves. So I do think that this is a team that's a live dog in the AFC North. I mean, you look at that division, it doesn't feel like anybody's running away with it. No. Baltimore had an unimpressive win yesterday against the Titans. The Bengals' offense was a no-show in the second half against the Seahawks, even though they won the football game. And the Pittsburgh Steelers can't trust their quarterback. So if you're the Cleveland Browns, why shouldn't you have hope that you can still win this division despite all of the goings-on with your quarterback, Deshaun Watson? Live dog in the north or contender? Live dog in the north. I don't know. You're not ready for that I yet. stopped short of saying contender. To me, there's only one team that I think will be able to graduate to a contender in the AFC North this season, and that's the Baltimore Ravens, but I don't trust them right now either. So here's what's amazing. What's preventing them, I'm interpreting your take here, what's preventing the Browns from becoming a contender is you're sitting here, $230 million guaranteed or whatever it is, having no belief in their quarterback. The Browns are still a quarterback away. Yeah. Now he may be the guy, but he's running out of time where we should we're going to believe he's the guy. No, but there's an opportunity for him to be the guy. Huge opportunity. If the defense keeps playing this way, he's going to be able if if he comes back when he's healthy to be able to slot in and be that guy. I mean, the opportunity has been there all along, but the team around him is is tailor-made for him to walk in and be able to win. Smalls, you're not wrong about what you're saying. But think about this. They got the Indianapolis Colts in Week 7. That's a win. It, it should be a win. <laughs> but could you imagine what happens if he comes back and they lose Here's on the, the road in that, Indy? That could, you, a, could you imagine? Think about that. It's a very combustible Think about situation. that. We're paying this dude $230 million. We just beat the San Francisco 49ers with our third-string quarterback. You come back. Defense plays well, and oh, I'm sorry, we still lose this game. To I can't imagine that. With Gardner Minshew, we lose that game? Oh, he's going to get all the smoke in Cleveland, and deservedly so. Now now we're in a territory where there's more pressure on Deshaun Watson to deliver than there has been over the last three years. But you can't imagine that. I, I can, and that's, that's why, the problem. And I guess, that, I guess that's the point, though. Yeah, right. but, you know? I, but imagine him this morning, right? They signed P.J. Walker in August. Like This guy should not have been able to come in and be part of a winning formula for the Browns yesterday, but he was. Yes, the defense is the one that carried the torch, but still, he's part of the equation. If you're Deshaun Watson, if you have any sort of mental hesitations or you're feeling a type of way about the way things have gone for you so far in Cleveland, and you come back, 
back, there's way more pressure on But it's you. a lose-lose situation right now for Deshaun because if you sit out, people are going to blame you because this team can't get to where they want to go because of you right. not, not being available. And you've got the guaranteed money, so who cares if you're not 100%? You need to be out there because 80% of you is better than 100% of P.J. Walker or DTR. But if you do come back and you're not 100%, and you're playing and not well, and you make mistakes like we saw Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the turnovers or the bad quarterback play is what opens the door for a team like Indy to beat you with their backup quarterback, you're going to catch all of the smoke too. So again, I'm sitting here thinking about the possible outcomes. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of them are good for Deshaun Watson, whether he comes back or he does it in Week 7. There was a sneaky move right before this season that we may look back at this season if Deshaun Watson's out for any significant period of time or anymore and look back upon it and say, boy, that was an interesting one. The Cleveland Browns voluntarily just said, Josh Dobbs, here, Cardinals, mm-hmm. you, you can take him. You can take him. We don't need him. We got these other guys. We're good. If Josh Dobbs was there, who knows how much better they would actually be even without Deshaun Watson. I can't believe I'm saying that, but Dobbs has proven to be pretty damn good so far. I know they lost yesterday to the Rams. I get it, but I think we've all been impressed with Dobbs. He got there 10 minutes before the season started. They threw him out there, and he's looked very good so far. All right, coming up, do we still feel solid as a Brock? Next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. The call courtesy of ESPN Radio. Steve Levy on the call of the upsets. Cleveland Browns upsetting the San Francisco 49ers, a team that we looked at and said, oh, they are invincible, and they lose 1917. Tons of injuries in that game. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, a lot of injuries all over the NFL yesterday. Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, Tyree Kill, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy G, David Montgomery running back for the Lions. Lots of injuries, unfortunately, all over the place. And our love for Brock Purdy. Some could say took a little bit of a hit yesterday, maybe possibly, with his... For him, poor performance, his first loss of his NFL career, 12-27, 125 yards, a touchdown and a pick. But, CC, he did actually put his team in a position to win the game. Mm-hmm. And they had an opportunity to win the game. 
with a nine-play, 52-yard drive with a minute plus to go in the game, they had a field goal that they missed. So the idea that we are just going to write off Brock Purdy is, to me, ridiculous. And Smalls, you think I know this is our opportunity to actually back him even more, right? That this is this is our chance to stand on two feet and say, no, we're not falling off that Brock Purdy train. Yeah, we need to not waver here, guys. If we are the true Brock Purdy fan club, because we were on this train early, we had to scoot over to make room for all the bandwagon people <laughs> on the Brock Purdy fan club train. We need to stand strong in our belief of Brock Purdy. Think about this. I know he didn't give his typical Brock Purdy performance. He finished with just 125 yards. It's week six, and he just threw his first interception of the season. As you mentioned, Evan, was it beautiful? No. But down the stretch there, he made some really big throws, and he put himself and his team in a position to secure the victory. If that football goes through the uprights and the 49ers escape with a victory, we're having a different conversation around Brock Purdy today. See, guys, even in a even in a uh, game where he doesn't give all of his uh, or excuse me his best performance, he somehow wills his team to win. Even when some of his best weapons and some of the best players on the team leave the game with injuries, Brock Purdy finds a way. But because they lost, now all of a sudden people are saying, is the carriage turning into a pumpkin with Brock Purdy? I agree. And I think that we lose sight of the fact that he was right there at the end. First ever loss of his career. He doesn't even have a full season's worth of total games that he started in terms of 17 overall. I still think the Niners are the best team in the NFC, right mm-hmm. there, obviously, with Philadelphia. And when we look at the MVP race right now and some of the odds, Tua is the favorite. And I think it's fair that Tua is the favorite. I mean, look at Miami yesterday. They obviously win that game. They're down 14 nothing against Carolina. And Carolina's obviously not very good, and they're the arguably the, well, they are the worst team record-wise in the league. I think yeah. New England may be playing worse than them. And there was one moment yesterday, side note, where Bryce Young literally took a shotgun snap and didn't move and just threw the ball, like almost as if he was playing flag football. It was very, very odd to me, the way in which they played. And, you know, Frank Reich hot seat is definitely a thing. We talked about it last week. You called out the owner of the team. It's going to happen when you're winless. But sure, I'm okay. CC, if we want to say Tua is more of an MVP than Brock Purdy right now, it doesn't mean Brock Purdy doesn't have a shot. Is Tua the best player on his team? Is Brock the best player on his team? Do you have uh, to be the best point. player on your team if you play the best, the most important position? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I look at what. Well, who is on the Dolphins, by the way? Ty- Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill. Okay, Tyree and on Hill. the Niners, Ty- Tyreek Hill has eight hundred and fourteen receiving yards through six games, and Dude, flipped. About, so, flipped if, so, the so if you broke that out and you and you and you stretched it across a seventeen game season, he would have over twenty three hundred receiving yards. Twenty three hundred receiving yards. Like, like I just, I just, I know the impact that Tyreek Hill has on that offense and how it opens up everything for everyone else. And so, I, although I don't want to detract from what Tua does, I think Tyreek is a singular talent in the NFL because he is quite literally the fastest person in the league with the ball in his hands. So I think it changes how defenses have to approach them, which makes life easier for Tua and company. Not saying that Tua isn't a really, really good quarterback because he's playing outstanding, but I just think that. The speed element from Tyreek Hill is a game changer in a way that Brock Purdy doesn't have with the San Francisco 49ers offense. I think it's so remarkable that we are talking about these two guys as the MVPs and we're all acknowledging that they're not the best players on their team. Yeah. But again, do you have to be? Like, how many times would we look back at the MVP award? Well, you know what? Actually, they are the best players. Here's why they're the best players. Because they're successful at the most important position. Mm. Like, you may be, as a defensive lineman, CC, better at your job than Eli was at his. Yeah. 
But Eli was the quarterback, yeah. and it's always going to be looked at that way. And it's more, and this is not meant to be disrespectful to you or any other defensive line. I got you. Yeah, it's more important for Eli as a B plus is more valuable than Chris Canty as an A. No doubt, there's and, no and, question. And about so it. you guys may be right. Sure, Tyree Kill or Debo or Ayuk or Kittle or Juszczyk or CMC. McCaffrey, whatever. But Purdy's the quarterback, right? Like he. By the way, I want to throw another guy in the mix. What you got? At, at what point? I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh. at, at what point does Jared Goff's name get mentioned here? <laughs> I mean, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, over 1,600 yards, basically 70% completion percentage on the singular and only team that people have said can compete with San Francisco and Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. in that conference. I, I, yes, I'm asking the question. At what point does Jared Goff's name get mentioned? And... Is Think about that trade looking back on it. What a great trade for both teams. Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams, and Goff has helped revitalize the Lions. Yeah. CC, you laughed initially. Out of surprise or out of, wow, maybe we're onto something here? Yeah, I, th- I think we're. it's probably the latter because of how well he's played. I just keep, but you're tentative. I just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with Jared Goff. It hasn't. I, I, well, it, it's still early, so we'll see how the <laughs> season unfolds. That? I think a lot of it is the narrative surrounding Jared Goff and his exit from the L.A. Rams because this is a guy that Sean McVay said, you know what, he's a good quarterback. We t- He was the first overall pick once upon a time. We're going to get rid of him for a guy in Matt Stafford who has less runway but a guy that has more upside. And lo and behold, they won a championship. So I guess in a lot of people's minds, the perception of Jared Goff would be a player that puts a ceiling on what your team can ultimately do, what they can accomplish once the playoffs kick off. Now, Jared Goff was the quarterback on a team that was in the Super Bowl, and you can never take that away from him. But but I think a lot of people in the league, and yours truly included, think that there is lim- there are limitations when it comes to Jared Goff and his ability to get the team to the championship rounds. Not be the quarterback that's on a championship contending team, but actually be the reason why a team can contend for a chip. I know it's a little subtle in the phrasing of it, but I think it matters when we start talking about high-end quarterback play and who are the guys that can actually be force multipliers versus the guys that can do a lot with the talent that's surrounding them. Smalls, you asked a great question about the why. I think CeCe gave a great answer. I'll look at it as from a fan-slash-media perspective. Who blesses you versus who doesn't? In other words, before I ever met Chris Canty, I thought he was a great football player. Why? Because Parcells wanted him. Mm-hmm. And that, seriously, it's like, oh, well, there may be, there must be something about this guy that yeah. Parcells blessed him in essence, right? Yeah. And then he goes to John Harbaugh, right? And, and you go to all these Tom, Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. It's like there, there's a theme with these great coaches. What you just said is interesting. What you asked is great. Sean McVay, who we've all deemed this offensive genius, this great coach, said, Goff, I, I'll give a first rounder to someone else to take you. And then I'll give the other first rounder to go get Stafford. How far away is Goff right now from entering into that conversation? I don't think he's that far. But to answer your question, the perception matters because Sean McVay didn't want him. Yeah, but he's got a top five offense in yards and points, and he's top five in QBR. And he went on the road and got an impressive win against the division-leading team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's got to matter for something. I agree. And so you're right. I, I, I laughed at it. I scoffed at it because of the idea of Jared Goff in my head. But the idea of who he is versus the guy that we've seen through the first six weeks of the season, it ain't the same thing. And so maybe it's time for the conversation around golf to start start changing. Now, that being said, he's got to keep this up. 
Because now their expectations, and he's got a date on the road against the Baltimore Ravens, who have one of the best defenses in all of football. So again, if you are who Evan Cohen is suggesting that you are, Jared Goff, then this is one of those games that you're not only going to be able you, – you've not only got to be a guy that takes what the defense gives you and uses the pieces around you like a point guard, but you've actually got to be the reason why your team gets a win against this Ravens squad. If we, as the founding members of the Brock Purdy fan club, implored people, don't think of him as Mr. Irrelevant. Don't do the yeah but about Brock Purdy. Look at what he's done – on the field and let that be your your guide. We have to do the same thing with Jared Goff. We have to wash away all of the preconceived notions. The Rams didn't want him. Sean McVay didn't want him. And actually look at what he's been able to do, which has been pretty remarkable. But Smalls, think about what you're asking people to do. Believe in Jared Goff and believe in the Detroit Lions. But based on <laughs> no, the evidence. No, 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 but just, just, just think about what we're, let's just think about what we're asking people that. to do. Believe in Jared Goff. And believe in the Detroit Lions. Well, I believe in Simultaneously, I believe believing in, in both. And so. then after that, believe in the, the Browns. The biters. Believing in all of it. Believe hey, in the Browns, the Clippers, uh, anybody else we're going to believe in. The Tooth Fairy. <laughs> the Bears. Santa. The Easter Bunny. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is time for all the small things with Smalls. Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. I don't think it's a small thing, but at Unsports ESPN, the video is out oh my of the awful attempted at handshake by me to Emmett Smith. It's ugly. <laughs> Smalls, what do you have? You want to pivot away from that, Evan. No, I'm good. I'm going to defend myself. I, I think I was trying to be a professional and shake a man's hand. He went with the fist bump and um, didn't look good. You harassed it. You just harassed it. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, on the docket first, fellas, two quarterbacks, I'm wondering if time has run out for them, if we might see them get benched. First, it has to be Desmond Ritter. Rough start oh. to the season. <laughs> he threw three interceptions again yesterday in a 24-16 loss to the Commanders. Is it Taylor Heineke time? Yeah, it's Taylor Heineke time. And two of those three interceptions that Ritter threw were in plus territory for the Falcons. So you're giving away opportunities for points. Yeah. It's as bad as I've seen it down there for him. And with all of the weapons that the Falcons have, why not give another quarterback an opportunity to see what they can do with this team? If you're the head coach, you know if you don't have a a winning season, you're going to be fired anyway. 
So why not go out with a quarterback that actually played in a playoff game in Taylor Heineke? Yeah, St. Louis Battlehawks legend, Taylor Heineke. There we go. Okay, can we try to do the Arthur Smith? No, I'm I'm never going to imitate a guy that has the mustache like that. No, I'm not doing it. Why would you do that to yourself? He looks even more ridiculous than when he tried to to give Emmitt Smith a handshake. You know we're on national television right now. (laughs) Yes, hence why I did it. That was bad. Uh, Here's the question. Why was Taylor Heineken not the quarterback in the first place? Good question. Wasn't he good with Washington? Well, they wanted to give Desmond Ritter an opportunity to see what he could do with all of these weapons. And how'd that go? Uh, not great, Bob. Not now it's great. time to go back to Taylor, or not to go back, to go to Taylor Heineken. Yes, agreed. All right, the next quarterback I want to ask you about is Bryce Young. So Carolina, despite being up 14 to nothing in the first quarter versus Miami, they fall 42-21. to 21. Bryce Young missed week three with an ankle injury, but he's 0-5 as the starter. The Panthers now fall to 0-6. Would you continue to start him this season? I just worry about his health. I you, You've seen enough. Do you want to continue to do this to this Well, guy? I think the best way to get better at football is to play football, right? Like, you can only get so much from practice. Having those live reps against defenses that you don't see every day, it matters in terms of building the knowledge base and adjusting to NFL-level speed and NFL-level scheme. So I, I think it's good for Bryce as long as he can protect himself, as long as that coaching staff can run schemes that can keep him safe and not allow other defenses to knock the career out of him. As long as they can do that, more of what we saw yesterday and less of what we saw for the first five games, then I'm cool with Bryce continuing to be out there as a starting quarterback. Question for you on that. Is that under the premise of they've already opened up the can of worms anyway? He's already starting. Like I understand what you're saying, that the best way of getting better is to play more. I wouldn't have started him to start the season at all. I would have let Andy Dalton start for a few games and let Bryce Young kind of see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then have them come in, but I mean, well, it's here's tough the, here's right the now one thing him. I will say: it's got to be case by case because you don't know the mental makeup of the kid unless you're in the building, mm-hmm. right? And, and so, if he's strong enough to survive the early mistakes and the rough patches that the team is inevitably going to go through, then you want to put him out there and you want to play him. Like my biggest concerns are shaking the kid's confidence or the kid just having the career knocked out of him because of all yes. of the hits that he's taken. As long as those things aren't issues, they aren't concerns, and, and with the people in the building, Frank Wright, Jim Caldwell, Josh McCown, they'll be able to have a good pulse on that. As long as they think it's okay to keep putting Bryce out there, then I've got to go along with it, even though it's not going to result in a lot of winning. Let me set the scene for you guys yesterday. It was a beautiful Sunday in New York after a rainy Saturday. Yep. You know, I settle in. I make some coffee. I'm doing my, my pre-NFL Sunday reading. And I read a story that got me so hot. Uh-oh. I was so mad. Uh-oh. It almost ruined my whole day. So we know the NFL is desperately trying to make London happen. Yes. Three straight weeks in London, right? And I go to ESPN.com and I'm reading about the NFL's efforts to expand their reach internationally. And I see this nugget, guys. I'm going to read it to you. A Super Bowl in London is not happening anytime soon, but the NFL has at least pondered the possibility of it. It is not impossible, and it is something that has been discussed before. Roger Goodell told a fan forum in London last week. This has to be one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard in my entire life. You might be able to take some regular season games away from us, but what is more American than the Super Bowl? It is a national Why? holiday. But... but- it Here mean, in America. But if, if you've gone to a Super Bowl, it's not – football fans don't go to the Super Bowl. Corporations go to the Super Bowl. That's fair. So who cares where it is? No, I care where it is because of what time the game is going to kick off. And you why want, would you take you it away want from the American Super Bowl soil? to start at noon? 
You want the Super Bowl to start at 11 a.m. in the morning? Hell no. Why would we gift our Who best thing to our neighbors across the pond? How you going to have a Super Bowl party pond? at 11 o'clock in the morning? No. I kind of like that. No, no, no. Terrible. No, you're being selfish now because we have a morning show. <laughs> you're but, I mean, damn right but, I but, but the average person doesn't want to have a Super Bowl party uh, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, just, I have no issue with it at all. It is one no, of our greatest things as I Americans. Lived in, I lived in London for a little bit, so maybe oh, I'm Oh, humble brag. Oh, I've lived in I've London. I've lived in Europe. Tea and crumpets. Oh, God save the king. All of this other stuff. Can you, Here we go. I mean, this is a country divided. Yeah. But what brings us together more than Super Bowl Sunday? Some buffalo chicken dip, a halftime show that we all dissect. Pizzas, all of the and things. And some football. Yeah, it's Do absolutely not Yeah, you can't, can't take the Super Bowl away from us. That's Very stupid. hungry right yeah. now. Pizza, yeah. buffalo chicken dip. A hundred percent. All right, two more things left to go. Guys. I'm with you on that one, Smalls. That's hot. That's ridiculous. It's it's stop trying to make London happen. It's never going to happen. Stop trying to make it happen. All right, I think you two might need to put some money in the jar today. Uh oh. Did you see the footage of one Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift walking to an SNL after party holding hands? We have some PDA fellas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You guys we both need said to rewind this, was this. Not a Hold thing. on. Look at the hand. Wait a minute. Hey. And what a weekend for Travis Kelsey, by the way, and Taylor Swift were on SNL. Taylor Swift in, introduced Ice Spice. Travis Kelsey was part of a skit. Travis Kelsey also went to the Jets Eagles game to see his brother yesterday. If we look at Travis Kelsey's hand, that doesn't look like a comfortable hand. No, hold. that's no, like, no, like no, a no, 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 angled like, hand. It's like he's got a an angled hand. Yeah, hold. Need the other one. I don't know about that. The other, this is the second time I they were spotted holding hands. I don't the know about one, that. Watch the footage closely. He gets out of the car. There is a hand graze over the stomach. Smalls. They're together. I think you two need to put some money in the bed. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it yet. That's not enough for me. That's not. I need some real PDA. The hand, that hand holding. Look, the I don't angle. know about it. You yeah, cannot have like, the angle oh, in the hand hold. That's the awkward hand hold. No, they're together. I, no, I just no. feel like it's a publicity. I need stunt. the first video where they're he grazes the stomach. No, that, that, I'm that's, the, you. that's the friend hand hold. That's not a real. You don't hand graze hold. the stomach with your friend. Well, I'm just telling the you. The hand hold. If you're hand, holding hands with your significant other. Your hands it's are inner, straight. Your arm is I think he walks ahead of her. It's like a protective thing. No. No. You know how much security she probably right has? Right, all the bodyguards are wearing that shot. Protective. Protective. You know how many... Like, protective. She, she protective. has more bodyguards than anybody in the Doesn't world, matter. I bet. Oh. If that's her boyfriend, he wants to make sure that nah. he's walking in front of nah, her. No, I'm not buying it. Until I see some PDA, I'm not buying it. So what, it, what needs to happen for you Until to put money I see in the some PDA. <laughs> Until I see PDA. So we need kissing. I need Public kissing. kissing. But Public we need kissing. to identify the and, kiss and I need natural. A, and I need a real hug. <laughs> like, the, the not, not the church hug where you got the gap in between the two people where you put <laughs> the arms around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not the church hug. This is it, guys. Watch I need the real this. hug. Okay, ESPN hold on. The hand the on the stomach graze. Do we just see that go down? No. That was an accident. No. Exactly. She walked into the hand. She's no. trying to get past interference calls. I am telling you. That nah. is intentional. I'm not buying it. And those are two people who I'm are not in buying it. a nope. relationship. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Very sports-oriented edition of Saturday Night Live. The Deion Sanders skit, very funny. Uh, we tried there to play. There we go. It's frozen. On the Wait, TV side of things. The hand graze on the stomach. And we tried to you tell don't you. Do that we tried to friend. tell you that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey may not be happening, and I think you actually p- picked out video that confirms it for us. Yes, agreed. That it's not happening. Agreed. Oh, yep, you no. picked out agreed. the video that, that actually helps us. Nah.
I can't the, wait the for you. Awkward handshake. Gosh. That's that holding hands more awkward than Emmett Smith and I. <laughs> that, that, oh, that's stop more it. awkward. No way. Agreed. Evan, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. CC and I can I hold hands right exactly. now that are more more comfortable than oh, those. Why are you trying two? to hold yeah. his hand? I'll hold his hand. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's going to fist bump me or try to hold my hand if we did do it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there we go. Coming up, the obvious transition. Are the Bengals back? We'll get to that next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio Bengals radio network playing well day and night right now in cincinnati (laughs) good one thank you appreciate that (laughs) it is unsportsmanlike here on espn radio Presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Loan Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. CC, at the time you made the proclamation that this Bengals team ain't it this year, Joe Burrow was not looking like Joe Burrow. No. After their win yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks, there is certainly an argument that he is starting to look more and more like Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase made those comments weeks ago. I'm always open. He now has the 7-Eleven chain. <laughs> All 7-Elevens are open 24-7? Because that's like – if a 7-Eleven is not open 24-7, then he really probably shouldn't wear that chain, just throwing that out there. Yep. Um, but clearly they are starting to click a little bit. Their red zone defense was excellent yesterday against Seattle. Are you ready to say that maybe possibly down the line a dollar will go in our bad take jar or you're not ready to go there yet? No, I'm not ready to go here yet. I, I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere. Now, I, I think that – Yesterday is best case scenario in terms of what it would look like at the bye week. They started out one and three. If I were to tell Bengals fans, hey, you'll be 500 going into your bye week in week seven, they'll take that win. But when you look at the Bengals' upcoming schedule coming off of the bye week, it's not an easy one. Like They've got a road date with the San Francisco 49ers, and that's going to be a tough game to win. That's going to be hard to beat them. The Buffalo Bills, then you're, you, you're home against the Houston Texans, then you're back on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. I just I look at their schedule, and I just don't know that the up-and-down version of the Bengals' offense is going to be enough for them to get wins. Now, if th- their defense plays the way that we saw in the second half against the Seahawks, 
then yeah, they got a shot. I mean, their defense created two turnovers, um, one of which was in the red zone, and then you had two sacks, both of them in the red zone, on the last two drives for Seattle. So I, I just think that their defense will give them an opportunity under Lou Anarumo. But the reason why they were able to go to back-to-back AFC championship games, it wasn't because of the defense. It was because of the offense. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like they're leaning on their defense to win games, not the defense to be complimentary of what Joe Burrow and company are bringing to the party. Yeah, the passing game certainly fell apart for the Bengals in the second half. But in the first half, Joe Burrow was precise. And as you mentioned, the defense stepping up to make those big plays to close it out for them. But I think we're going to find out a lot about the Bengals in the next four weeks. They have the 49ers, the Bills, the Mm -hmm. Texans, and then the Ravens. We're going to know if this team is truly back within the next four weeks. But I think San Francisco is going to be, even if they are dealing with some injuries, a very good litmus test for them. Buffalo is the biggest question mark in the NFL as far as I'm concerned right now. I really have no idea uh, how to view the Buffalo Bills. Houston should be a win, and Baltimore also a question mark. So they could come out of that with three wins, three out of four victories, and then we're singing a very different tune about this Bengals team. So if we're looking at the AFC right now, obviously Kansas City is one, right? I think we're all in agreement on that. We're not Mm going to put Cincinnati as two but are they closer to two, or are they closer to no, the bottom? No, no, they're not closer to two, no. So then they're closer to the bottom, because I mean, they're right in between right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say this. I mean, if I'm looking at the best teams in the conference, they're, they're on down the line. They're, they're on down the line. I mean, I'm looking at the odds. I think they have, what, the seventh shortest odds to win the Super Bowl out of AFC teams. So I, I, I just I don't know that I can buy into – Cincinnati being able to recover from the start that they had. And remember, I said I said it before, since the merger, there have been six teams before the Bengals that started 0-2 on the season and both of those losses being in the division. None of those teams made the playoffs. So I, I just look at what's going on in the AFC, and I get that there are a lot of teams with question marks, but we got huge question marks on what, what the Bengals are going to be and what they're not. And their offensive line is awful, and Seattle exploited that yesterday. I mean, their passing game was anemic. In the second half, Joe Burrow was 6-13, 42 yards, 3.2 yards per attempt, an interception, and three sacks. 22 passer rating and a 6 QBR. That ain't good, okay? And then they only had 27 yards rushing on top of that. So their offense quite literally could not move the ball. Had it not been for a couple of uh, Seattle turnovers in that second half, we could be talking about a different outcome in that ball game, but their defense was really good against Seattle uh, in the red zone yesterday, and I think that's what they rolled to a, to a, to a win. I don't think they're going to have that kind of luck with their upcoming opponents because you're talking about the next six opponents being 500 or better. Good luck. So can we let's play a little round of Bengals or right? Who do you have more faith in right now? Okay, the Bengals or the Raiders? Same record, Bengals. three and three. Jimmy G's banged up. Brian Hoyer actually played well yesterday in relief of Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So you have more faith in the, in the Bengals than the, the Raiders. Bengals, yep. Bengals or Raiders? Bengals. Okay. One thing about the Raiders, by the way, and I don't understand this for the life of me, Devontae Adams looks absolutely miserable in their winning games. Like, at some point, you have to acknowledge. He got the hell knocked out of him, too, by Jabril Peppers. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. My God. But at some point, CeCe, <laughs> CeCe, you've probably played with guys like this that you look Radio at and you're like. backup. <laughs> but you probably look at some guys and be like, hey, we're winning. I don't care how many yeah. catches you have, right? Like, yeah. enough with that. All right, uh, Bengals or Jets? Bengals. Oh, I see. I don't a feel. Neck co- I don't feel comfortable. I see a neck stretch. I don't feel comfortable. I see a repositioning. I don't feel. I don't feel comfortable with that one. 
I don't feel comfortable with that so at ba- all. So they're tied in your mind? Yeah, they, oh, they, really? they are right there. Right there? Okay. Yeah. I don't, See, I'm, I'm always going to give the benefit of the doubt to Joe Burrow. I, 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 I don't know about that one, guys. I don't. I just don't. Bengals or Browns? More faith in <sighs> the Bengals. I don't know. I don't know. And it comes down to the quarterback situation again. I, I don't know. I okay. mean, the la- even the though la- their defense, the, la- the last time these two teams played, it, it, it didn't go well for Cincy. <laughs> Bengals or Jaguars? Jags. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Jags. comp. Okay. Bengals or Ravens? Ravens. All right. So, so you have them hovering, right? You have them hovering around the playoffs still. You have the there's. Will you at least give this? You have a little bit. Will you at least give me such a look. You have a, yeah, you're asking me to give you something. I'm just like, I don't know if I can give it. Do you feel like they're closer to the postseason than you would have anticipated through six weeks based on how they started and based on the injuries? Are they the, the Bengals, that is. Do you feel like they're closer than you would have anticipated? They are closer. They are closer. But I'm not going to jump out of the window. They, they beat the Arizona Cardinals and they beat the Seattle Seahawks at home. And we know Seattle is awful over the last five years coming off of a bye under Pete Carroll. How, how much credit do I want to give them? I, I, I don't know that I'm giving them a ton of credit because this is not the same Bengals offense that we've seen in years past. And if they can't be explosive, if they can't push the ball down the field, which they struggled to do yet again yesterday, Joe Burrow had another interception when he's trying to throw the ball, you know, 15 plus yards in the air downfield. Uh, he was, he, he was targeting uh, Jamar chase down the sideline. Um, and, and Trey Brown came down with the pick like, I just I don't know that I can have a lot of confidence that this Bengals team is going to be able to get anywhere close to where we have seen them in years past. So if we look at it through the prism that you had suggested, which was Joe Burrow was clearly hurt, sit him out until after the bye week, the game against the Niners, they get there at 3-3 three and three on the road at the Niners after the bye, that's probably better than they would have been without him. I, that's not a bold yeah. statement, right? Yeah, it's not. It's you not had a targeted hot the next game yeah. as his first game back. Yeah, and he played through it, and they're three and three. Yeah, so they did. They they did better than they would have. And he's been better, Brown. and he's gotten progressively better. Mm-hmm. It's still not Joe Burrow in the number nine jersey for the Bengals, and that's what gives me cause to pause on what they're going to be moving forward. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.